0: I'm Emily Renneberg, and this is Even Strength. Now this episode is very dear to my own heart. Being an athlete of almost 17 years, i played quite a few organized sports. I was a box lacrosse goalie for six years, played junior high badminton did one year of t-ball and hated it, a couple years of soccer and also hated it. But the one sport that has stuck with me during my entire athletic journey is ringette. And if you know me personally, you will likely know this to be very, very true because I could talk about it for hours, days even. I've personally played for 15 years now and have had some amazing opportunities to travel, coach other girls, compete at multiple nationals, and create memories with some absolutely incredible women that I'll never forget. I started this podcast because of my own experience in female sport, plus my passion for doing what I can to put a spotlight on the amazing women who continue to compete in their sport just because they love it, and likely not for the money or for the recognition. If you listen to my last episode, you already know that only 4% of Canadian sports media covers women, and you also know how important it is to have role models for young athletes. But let's talk about my favorite thing in the entire world: Ringette. So let me take you back. In 1963, a man named Sam Jacks in North Bay, Ontario, decided that women needed their own winter sport. He had already invented floor hockey in the 1930s, and I guess he thought he needed to invent more cool stuff, so obviously he came up with ringette. It's a sport played on ice that emphasizes playmaking and technical skating skills. So my favorite sport was born, and over 50 years later now boasts about 30,000 players in Canada. So in the most basic explanation possible, the game involves two teams playing non-contact five on five on a rink while they try to score the most goals on their opponent. Today, I've brought someone on the podcast to help me give you the full ringette breakdown. Meet Dallas Robbins. She's played in the National Ringette League since its 2004 inaugural season, won nationals with Calgary Wrath in 2013, and played on Senior Team Canada in 2010 and 2016. She also founded the elite training camp in Calgary that my ringette listeners might know as built.
1: I'm also a mom of three and I coach all their sports whenever I can.
0: She's had years of experiencing the best of the best when it comes to ringette and playing with some of the most renowned names in the game. But listen, I know you're still thinking to yourself, okay, so what is this sport? It kind of sounds like hockey, but for women. Well, let me tell you, there are some stark differences. Ringette is played with 30-second shot clocks, kind of like basketball. We have to pass to a teammate over each blue line, and you can only have three people pass that skinny blue line at the top of the circles in each end. You can't ever go into the goalie's crease, and it's technically non-contact. We also use what look like hockey sticks, but they don't have a blade, and you have to stab a blue rubber ring to play. If you've never seen it, it can be pretty confusing to visualize, but it's been coined the fastest sport on ice for a reason. The entire game is flow, speed, and strategy-based. But we get some pretty big misconceptions in the process. Here's
1: Dallas. I think a lot of people think it's a lot easier than what it is. But, you know, with them adding the shot clock in and people not realizing that you have to pick up the pass... thinking that shooting was so easy. It's very a technical sport. And I don't think a lot of people realize that until they experience it. And and then they're like, wow. Um, And sometimes they just yeah, they have to try it out to the before they really understand. And, And that could be for a lot of sports too, right? But yeah, I think a lot of people think it's a lot easier than than what it looks like. It just makes me so proud to see ring at players because they're such great skaters and they just don't get the credit for it. You know, like they're amazing skaters. They're technical. They work hard. They know their edges. And that's like, that's something I'm very proud of to be a ring at player is the skating. Like I always get compliments like, Oh wow. You're skating. Like no matter where you are, it's like, how do you, how do you skate so well? (laughs) You know, like, my son plays hockey, and I coach his hockey, and and it's like, oh, people are like, oh, great, we got the female. And it's like, they don't know me, and then they're like, oh, but she can skate. What? (laughs) Dallas should be getting compliments on her skating.
0: Like I said before, she's very accomplished in the ringette world, and we tend to focus on skating. But it had to start somewhere, and for her, that was in Kelowna, BC, with her dad as her coach and her older sister as one of her teammates
1: there wasn't hockey for females at all like it just like did not exist <laughs> or you were like the weird one joining a boys league so my neighbor actually found it and asked my dad if I'd want to do it so I started I couldn't skate I'm like holding the boards like trying to get around everywhere but my one sister Devery who's a year older than me every time she would move up they would just let me move up with her so that my dad and like my parents didn't have to like deal with two kids on two different teams so in we had a very different setup but we had to play house and double a so once i was able to play that double a that's when i knew it was my sport so i also was doing like competitive soccer and my dad was like you need to pick one because he's like this is too much for everyone because it's like my two sisters they're both in winter summer sports doing competitive sports so he's like you have to pick one and i was like well obviously i'm going to pick ringette but that was when i kind of that first year of that competitiveness and like just all the practices the training the tournaments that was like this is this is my sport for sure but it was very like off and on our teams like we'd have good like we'd have good athletes and then sometimes we wouldn't and so it was constantly changing but i think just because we we're able to play such competitive teams like Western Canada having all those teams to play, that's kind of what drove me to be better and seeing the best players and playing against them. And and that was what I like I loved playing. Like it wasn't so much if our team won or not, because sometimes we didn't have the best team. <laughs> so that's kind of what like I always focused on was like how I played and like if I was getting better and so it just didn't wear on me so much if we were winning or losing. But
0: after playing on Team BC for Canada Winter Games at the age of 17, the opportunities to continue to play the sport that she loved were few and far between in the Okanagan. She found herself moving to Calgary just to play ringette. And after six years in the National Ringette League with Calgary Wrath, she pushed herself to Team Canada in 2010 to play Worlds in Finland. Ringette has definitely grown a lot since it started in the 60s in a small northern Ontario town. It's currently played in nine countries, including Finland, Sweden, the U.S., France, Slovakia, Russia, the Czech Republic, Abu Dhabi, and obviously Canada. But when it comes to international competition, it is always Canada versus Finland in the finals. Always. And since Worlds in 2004, the senior Canadian team has been unable to take the gold away from the white and the blue. They are literally the best in the world. And Dallas knows it well.
1: It was such a, a crazy experience because, you know, you, you're you going to Worlds and really it's like your focus is on one team. So that was, like, really strange for me because so it's like, well, let's just go and play, like, <laughs> and then – but then not really – fully understanding i guess until you experience it you're like okay yeah you know that they're the top team to beat and and whatnot but there was just so much emphasis on like finland you know so that was i was like kind of strange going into it for me and it was like well i can't control i can control me right so it was uh, it was tough it was um i don't think it's that we can't beat them i think it's to be honest i think it's a lot of mental part of it at that time in 2010 We had a trainer that we did a program. Um, We had team meetings to go over, like defensive stuff, team stuff, like offensive plays, defensive plays, strategies. It's kind of funny now, like thinking back, it's like, that's like our Zoom meetings now, but that's what we did back then. Yeah, we just had, we had a mental trainer who came with us to our camps and and whatnot. It's just it's really hard in Canada when our team, when our province is just so spread out. It's hard to get together so many times because you just have so many, so many elements to make it all happen. I think that's one of our biggest struggles in Canada. Finland, it's like everything's like an hour or two away, right? So it's very easy for them to get together for a weekend where if we're getting together, it has to be at least like a long weekend, <laughs>
0: Dallas also knows the challenges of being a young mom, a career woman, and a professional athlete all at once.
1: I always do things backwards, I feel like in life, but um, like I had my son Malik at the age of 23 so I you know was playing ringette then kind of stopped and so that was 2008 and then I was like, do I go back? What do I do? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Like, I'm going to have no regrets. And so that was definitely a big goal of mine because I, that's something I feel like I would have regretted if I didn't. It was it was challenging. Like, I had to work my butt off to get in better – like, to get in good shape for it. And And I did. I was probably – that was probably the best shape I ever – was in um for that series for 2010 but it it definitely was worth it. it like just even like hearing the national anthem while you're wearing your jersey with the maple leaf on your chest was definitely something that i'll remember forever and hearing your national anthem and just an amazing experience and especially in like finland the crowd is just insane <laughs> they're loud and great fans too. So it was it was probably one of the greatest experiences for sure with within Ringette.
0: She made Team Canada again in twenty thirteen, but decided to opt out because of her young son Malik.
1: I just it was a lot with Malik. It just it just became too much and I was burning out is how I felt and I just like something has to give. And so I decided to pull myself out of that. Um and it was a really tough decision, but I just think at the time it was just best for me. And then I did decide to go back and and, uh, compete at the 2016 one figured out how to prioritize and how to make it work. And I was with my, my husband who was my boyfriend at the time and, and he was very supportive of it. So that's kind of how I was able to make it work. It was just tough prior to that when I was just on my own and it just, just became too much that it just wasn't positive anymore for me in 2013. When people find out about the
0: professional ringette league, the NRL, they often ask about if the players get paid and are shocked to find out that they have to pay to play. Well, this has always been the case. And even if you're on Team Canada, it's the same story. Which isn't entirely shocking in itself. In the world of professional women's sports, this year, two women cracked the top 100 highest-paid athletes in the world. And this is the first time it's happened since 2016. Naomi Osaka broke the all-time record for most money made by a female athlete, and it was good enough to get her to the 29th spot on that list. Plus, in the 30 years of this ranking, the only included females are tennis players. And that's it.
1: You know what it is. It hasn't changed for us. We know that we have to fund it. We have to fundraise. And there's ways to do it. And, and it is tough, but there's definitely ways. And it is, it's not the greatest situation, but it is what it is. And that's just reality is kind of how I see it. The hard part that was for me is I did compete in in Red Bull Crash Dice and I went and it's just like everything is funded, like everything's paid for. They pay for the athletes. Everything's covered for them the whole weekend. And that was really tough for me because I was like, wow, like I had to literally do very little to get here. But yet we work so hard for ringette and we have to work so hard to get there just like financially with sponsorships, everything like that. That made it tough for me, especially for like the NRL and the national teams. It'd be nice to see those athletes not have to fund everything themselves. There's still a huge cost involved for a lot of those athletes. And unfortunately it's like that takes away from their training that takes away from their development of that team. I know that a lot of sports have the same issues though. So it would be nice to see like at least those costs covered so that they can focus and train appropriately for that.
0: With having to balance professional careers, professional sports, and oftentimes families, ringette players are pretty well-rounded and accomplished people. Okay, I might be biased, but it's true.
1: You know, there's a lot of very successful ringette players who are lawyers, doctors, nurses, teachers, you know, a variety, own their own business. I think that work ethic to work hard at your sport, I think that transfer with their careers. And it's like, I know like pretty much everyone that I've played with in in the National Ring At League, They're amazing women and they're powerful. They're, you know, strong and um, just great mentors for our younger athletes too. And I, and I, I do believe it's because we've had to work so hard with our sport and like, you know, for whatever it is, if it's fundraising, just getting more ice for us or whatever the case is, it just seems like we've had to work so hard to continue to grow our sport. And I do think that transfers to... The characteristics of ringette players and it shows in all aspects.
0: For Dallas, her son Malik was a big part of her decisions with sports. Since she retired from ringette in 2016, she's been more involved with his sports and his brothers, like hockey and baseball.
1: Just feeling guilty for training and um, just because you know working, and then you have to go train, and not spending time with him. Like instead of taking that time for me, that was really tough for me. I always felt guilty as a mom not spending more time or doing more for him. And that's kind of why I was like 2016. I was like, okay, time to be done because it's his turn and it's his time to play his sports and and have our weekends available for him. But that was that was definitely the toughest for sure. It's challenging because usually. A lot of these female athletes that um, are playing in the NRR, usually when they are finished, it's because they're having a family or whatnot or their career, right? So it's, they don't have the time anymore to play. So it's like, they don't have the time to coach or to do the other things that are there, right? So it's tough. I struggled with that myself. Like, I'm like, I would love to do more, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to. (laughs) You know, like your kids are your priority right now and you're giving your time. Like I'm very involved with baseball here in Oak Tokes because that's my kids' sport and that's what they want to do. And so I'm trying to help improve that. Would I ever thought I'd be involved in baseball? No, not in a million years. <laughs> but here I am for my kids' sport. I'm like, yeah, as soon as they're done, I'm like, I'm going back to Ringette.
0: Family has been a big motivator for Dallas since she was a kid, especially her dad
1: he was always my coach. So he was a big part of my life and in sports in general. And it was really weird not having him once kind winter games, he wasn't my coach. And then after that, he was never my coach again. But all before that, he was always my coach for everything. Like if it was soccer, ring at like double A ring at he he really gave back and Everyone in my family always gives me crap for it, (laughs) but they're like, you do too much. You volunteer. And I'm like, it's my dad's fault. It's because he did that for me. So it's like I feel like i I'm like and I really enjoy it, so I always do that for my kids, but i I loved having my dad there and coaching me. We had a good relationship, even just like the drives to and from, yeah, we had a really good time. I really enjoyed him as my coach, you know, I still think it's who like it made me to who I am today, and um the work ethic that I have with even with work it it started from there, so.
0: And if you've ever wanted some advice from a national champion and two-time member of Team Canada, here you go. From Dallas to you.
1: I did a lot of power skating. I still believe in power skating. And I even say the same thing for hockey. It's skating. That's what they'll notice in evaluations. And a lot of those skills, like you can work hard. But if you don't have that great base of skating, it's, it can be a challenge. Um, so I, I really believe in in skating 100%. And, and then like training, like going to your garage, shooting 100 times, stuff you can do. At home, you know, I remember being a kid, being on my rollerblades and rollerblade around and shoot a million times and just keep focused. Um, And if you have a goal, like you're going to fail and just keep going. Don't give up. Um, I think sometimes a lot of times people don't reach their goals just because they failed and they quit. I do believe that people can reach it if they keep pushing. It just may take a little bit longer sometimes, but I do believe that you can do it. So I just tell them to keep going. (laughs) this wraps
0: up my third episode of even strength i want to thank you all so much for your support this far it's been absolutely amazing to see how many people are listening to these incredible stories from the people on my show again if you want to keep updated with us follow us on instagram and twitter at even strength pod and stay tuned for next week we'll have another great show for you and if you ever want to talk ringette, i'm always around take care